All right, welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. I'm Aaron Patterson here with our co-host, David McNeese. We are glad to have you here as we dive back into Galatians chapter 3. We took a little bit of break looking at a couple of other things. Uh, the last couple episodes just kind of give, break up uh, the Bible study and, and go over some basics. And uh, uh, David, how, are you, how have you been doing since the last time we recorded? Man, been doing pretty good. Um, just uh, working and resting. I hear you. I hear you. How about you? Uh, about the same. Uh, just keep on plugging away. That's right. That's all you can do. Yep. Uh, wait, waiting to go fishing. Yeah, it's it, getting to it, be that time. It is. And, if not already. Yeah, and tur- weather, though. And turkey season's getting ready to come around, so. It is. I'll have to get a picture i got to show you. You'll probably find humorous in a little bit. All right. All right. Well, we are diving into Galatians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to try to make it through chap- verse 14, uh, but we'll see how it goes here. And uh, we'll, we'll just play it by ear and, and keep on plugging along here. Uh we, we start off here in Galatians 3, and Paul is gonna, is still kind of rebuking the Galatians a little bit, uh, and that, that first line there in verse 1 is always humorous to me, oh foolish Galatians. Uh, that first verse kind of sets the tone for the rest of the chapter. I guarantee it wasn't humorous to them when they read it, though. It, it probably wasn't. Because <laughs> this was an angry letter. It is. It is. And, and even it, righteous anger, but it's an angry letter. It is. And, and, you know, we read it and we think, well, how could they do this? But we have to be careful not to fall into that same trap of what they're about to, what we're about to go into. They can easily be bewitched by any number of things. So True. We, we have to be careful. Definitely. We, we could be like these foolish Galatians. And so, have no idea. And have no idea. Uh, definitely. Uh, so, David, do you have any remarks before we dive into this chapter? Anything that kind of catch, caught your eye? Just going to go back to what you said about that opening statement and how, and then what I said as far as the angry tone. Yeah. You read later on, and it talks about um, how he's like, I wish I could speak to you in a different tone or something along those lines. Yeah. Later on in the chat, look out on the book. And you just, you may not. Reading it now, we're so separated from it, it's hard to say that they're just angry, but he was very upset with them. He was, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely very upset with them. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dive into this study, and uh, uh, I'll read the first five verses, then we'll kind of discuss them and see where we lead. It says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Uh, This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, and ye are now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? Uh, He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doth he, uh, doth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. And so again, we have that, that sharp rebuke from Paul there, oh foolish Galatians, how could you be so foolish? Uh, how could you, in a sense, it, it sounds like they're falling away from New Testament Christianity, what, what Christ has put into place and going back to that old law 
Right, and Paul challenges him here. He says, did you receive all these miracles you're working by the works of the law? True. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Did you receive your salvation through works of the law? Yeah. Or did you receive them by Jesus Christ? Definitely. He's reminding them of where all this is coming from. Yeah, definitely. And and it kind of goes back into chapter, it ties in with chapter 2 and what Peter uh, was doing. He, he was going back to those that were Jewish. He was associating with them. He was agreeing with them. Uh, and you can kind of see how that mindset uh, has played over. And they're looking at, at an apostle here, uh, Peter, going back to those things. And they're thinking, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. And so Paul, again, he's uh, putting them out there uh, and really hammering down on them pretty hard uh, in, in these first ones. Right, for sure. And, and one thing to keep in mind, these uh, the ones that he's writing to are probably Gentiles. And so they and keep in mind the Gentiles were not under the old law uh, to begin with. Yeah, they, they were apart from that. So why are they trying to go back under that? It goes back to that circumcision party that we heard True. about earlier it's those Jews that are trying to influence them to do that yeah. they've got that power they want to keep that power in that Old Testament or that, that transition period they're still trying to hang on to the old law True. and their promise feeling like you know that only their way is the way to salvation but yeah. that way is faded they just haven't quite they may realize it but they're they're yeah. overlooking the fact yeah definitely whether willfully or definitely uh, definitely and it's interesting that that he's bringing that out to them. And uh, in, in verse four, there he says, "Why you you have suffered so many things? Is it in vain? Why they suffered this? And you think of all the the things that they've gone through, the things that they've are, are probably continuing to go through. Is that are they doing that in vain? The persecution, was that for the law. <laughs> yeah, was it for the law? And if they were under the law, it, there probably wouldn't be any anything going on in, in their lives. They, they would be." Uh, devout with what was going on and not going through such persecution uh, that they were facing. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, passage there. Uh, and everything kind of ties in together, uh, especially verse 3 there says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, and now and you are now made perfect in the flesh? You, you started in the Spirit. Why are you going back to those things that, that are fleshly or... Uh, that old law in a sense why are you returning to yeah. well if they were gentiles they weren't even returning to the law they were just picking up something they never had before true i mean i'm sure it was a mix of jews and gentiles but I, the scenario i kind of whether this is completely accurate i kind of see the jews pushing the gentiles toward those things uh, yeah and you do see that you know they and, and especially with P- peter the way he was acting and the jews like like you've said before that they, they wanted to keep that control so they're trying to push them in that that direction. Yeah, and I think that control was some of that. I think another part of that was just if that's your religion for all these many years, True. I mean, your ancestors way back, if that's what they were, then it's it's hard to transition. Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. I know it was wrong, but I understand their human side in that if someone, I mean, obviously it can't happen, but if everything changed for us for anything we do whether it be our you know our sociology or religion it would it would take us a while to adjust oh definitely uh, and that uh, that that you, know, you think of, of things that happen 
tradition it might be even just be their traditions that they you know like i said that's something that they the jews at that time had probably studied their whole life right and now they're having to come out of that into something new right uh, and, and they, they've gotten into a rut and they want to stay in that rut they don't want to get out of it and see something new and that's whole that's paul's whole lesson here i mean did you yeah. you do want to go back to the works of the law yeah do you want to go back to that and do you want to go back to the burden that brings or do you want to be a christian true true definitely definitely well um let's see what yeah we'll move on a couple of verses here and Already? continue uh paul's going to continue to give us an example of this uh now talking about abraham uh, david you want to read a couple of verses there probably verse 10 and we'll continue yeah on i'm gonna reread verse 5 because it ties right into verse 6 okay to see who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that is know then know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify. The Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Wow, so so there he's tying him back into Abraham. There's a there's a nice separation here, and I think this is probably more addressed to the Jews. It is. There's a nice separation, and this is this kind of theme is going to kind of wander through the next several chapters. Yeah, pretty much to the end of the book is you think of Abraham as your father. Yeah, and then he nudges him and says, "Remember, Abraham was not saved by the law. Abraham yeah. wasn't even under the law. Yeah, he Abraham was, was saved by faith." And grace, true. And they they start. He starts to really build that argument, and then we get on into later chapters where we have the slave child and the free child, and it's just he builds and builds on that. Definitely. And and one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, when you start talking about Abraham, uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, that hall of faith. Uh, it's very interesting. There it says, "By faith," uh, verse eight, uh, Hebrews eleven. Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place uh, which he res- he should receive after for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange ca- uh, country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs uh, with him of the same promise. Uh, and then verse 17 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, that he should receive the promises, uh, offered up his only begotten son. And, and so there, uh, and he continues, says, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called according that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Uh, so again there, uh, like like you said, Abraham was not under that mosaical law. He was before it. Right. He he is under the the patriarchal age, uh, and here we are talking about Abraham. And, and the Jews often look toward Abraham. Uh, that's where we get that saying, "Father Abraham." And Paul here saying, "Look, uh, Abraham was the father of it. He he lived by faith. He was justified by his faith." And so those that, that are living by faith now, 
are sons of Abraham because of that promise that was given to him. And it's interesting that you turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and talks about sacrificing Isaac or the process of sacrificing Isaac. True. Because that shows an obedient faith. It does. Um, faith is not just a... kind of goes back to some basics like we talked about the last couple of episodes, but faith is... It's not just a belief. That's that's different from faith. Yeah. Faith is an act of willingness to do things because of what you believe. True. True. And that's a good point to bring out, uh, especially right here at this point, because Abraham had to have a faith in God. I mean, I mean, if we if we were told today, pack up your belongings and travel, and I'll tell you where to go. How many of us in our right mind would do that, just on faith? Uh, knowing that we would have something waiting for us. Uh, probably none of us would. But Abraham was willing to do that, to step out on that limb and, and have that, that faith that that, uh, that faith that would move mountains, in a sense, and, and a working faith, in a sense, and using that faith and to do those things, to, to offer his only begotten son. You know, short of, I guess, I guess short of nothing, Abraham had some of the strongest faith he did. Probably the strongest faith. Oh, definitely. Or close to it in the whole Bible. Oh, definitely. Definitely he did. I mean, that's, he's just... The things he did just on faith. Yeah. His only son. His only son of the promise anyway. I mean, he had Ishmael. But yeah. his only son that he thought was promised. He was willing to, to kill him because he believed God would raise him from the dead and let him go through with it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's faith. That is... Yeah, it really shows that. And that's that's a raising before we have any instance of anybody being raised. Yeah. At least in our recorded... In recorded that I remember history. that I remember anyway. Yeah, we don't have anyone up to that point. So that's a faith. Yeah, he's got. I mean, and you see him kind of have living a crooked generation like everyone else does. So Abraham just really had faith to really, you know, walk that path. Yeah, and do what God said. You know, there were times you could say he doubted, like when he multiple times. Oh yeah, his wife was his sister, but <laughs> oh yeah, he he and he had his faults like that. Yeah. But he learned. He grew. Yes. And, and to that point that we see him... Uh, sacrificing his... Sacrificing Isaac. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere where it talks about how he sacrificed him. Abraham fully intended oh, yeah. to sacrifice that's what, Isaac. That's what Hebrews uh, lets us know. He, he was ready to draw the knife and draw oh, blood yeah. and kill him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he knew God was in control. And he knew that, that through his faith, that that God would w- God will provide a sacrifice exactly, and He did, and and it really speaks mountains to to Abraham because you look at what Isaac did going up that mountain, carrying the wood. He Isaac knew what it meant to sacrifice because he asked, "Where's the sacrifice?" And to to build the altar and to lay there on that altar. To watch your own father raise a raise a knife and prepare to kill you, uh, it must have that that faith that Abraham had. It must have been passed on and oh, taught no. to, to Isaac to have that to have to be able to go through that and to understand everything and then to be bound and, and to lay it on that altar. Uh, it says a lot for Isaac. It does. I wonder how much Isaac struggled. <laughs> I wonder that too. So we don't have that recorded. I mean, yeah. you would assume he was a pretty small lad, and Abraham could have easily handled him. But yeah, you don't. You know, you don't have a lot. I guess he just trusted his father. The trust in a father. I mean, yeah. If you trust someone, you're not going to fight them until the last minute. True. Which is probably why he was bound. Yeah. At the last minute. Yeah, yeah. And you think of that. And we we don't know how old Isaac 
was at that time. Uh, there, there's speculation that, that he could be anywhere from seven to eight years old up to about 20, 21 years old. Uh, so if he's in, in that in that time frame, uh, keep in mind, Isaac, uh, Abraham's you know a hundred plus years old right now. Yep. Uh, and here's Isaac knowing and knows what what goes into worship. Uh, he, I wonder if he, he he did resist, but we're not told it told what what went through with that. I'm thinking he didn't much because he trusted his father. True, both of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that but, goes that this plays on on how Abraham taught. Isaac. Right, but even there at the end, if you're not bound, you're gonna. I mean, human instinct's gonna make you fight or flight. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and, and how powerful that is for him. So uh, that that gets us through our, our first episode there, verse ten, or ver, well, verse nine is where we stopped. And so uh, that's a good stopping point All right. for this but, chapter or for right now. And I think uh, next. Next time we'll pick up and, and finish the last uh, few verses of chapter 3. We've kind of saved our plugs for the end, but be sure to check us out on Facebook. These are shared. Yep. Not always on Thursday, but <laughs> yeah. somewhere around there. Sometimes I work on Thursday, so it's hard to get up and remember that. But yeah. um, they are shared on Facebook weekly at least. and um, yeah. Also, not every week, but pretty often for the Friday devotional on there as well. Definitely, and hopefully yeah. we'll eventually get video going. We haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, we, we've ha- we're still having a little bit of difficulty with that. The trying to edit the videos and get them to work properly, and but there is something you can do to help with that. On Facebook, we have the Patreon link. True, which will help us have the money to be able to invest in software to yeah afford the video editing software and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely make sure to check that out uh, on Patreon, uh, and, and every little amount is able to help For with sure. that. Uh, it is a, a, there's three different tiers on it. Uh, there are different ones or different amounts, and it's a monthly subscription for that. Uh, but uh, you could do just $5 a month. It'd be great to help I out. I mean, I would say between the two of us and one, one subscription, we could probably afford the software. Oh, definitely, definitely. So. Yeah. So definitely, definitely check that out, and uh, we will be looking into that and trying to get everything connected the right way but as always we love you Uh, god loves you until next time all right